Hello and welcome to the Today Not Tomorrow podcast. My name is Oscar Isaacson and this podcast is brought to you by TNT Fitness. This podcast is sponsored by Whoop. If you want to measure your recovery and how hard you're working out, Whoop helps you focus on the basics. If you go to join.whoop.com slash TNT, you will get the Whoop strap for free and you will get the first month off. We haven't done any social events in a while, but now we've got one on the books. It's going to be on Saturday, April 10th. We're going to go to Rec Hall St. Charles. We're going to celebrate being done with the Open or just to come hang out with you gym buddies. It's open to anyone that goes to TNT, um, personal training, Swifters, CrossFitters. If you have a family member that wants to join you and hang out, uh, please bring them. We're just going to play some games. They've got all kinds of stuff like cornhole, giant Jenga, ping pong, all kinds of stuff. This is going to be at 3 p.m. I've talked to a couple people that have gone and checked this place out. They said it gets pretty busy at night, so we're going to sneak in at 3 p.m. We're going to hang out, and then if you want to head out before it gets too busy, you can come whatever time you want to, and you can leave whatever time you want to. So fun, casual hangout to play some games Saturday, April 10th at 3 p.m. I talked about this in the last podcast. We're going to do new benchmarks, so we're going to do a Kelly as scheduled it's coming up in a little bit but after that it's going to be 12 new ones we're going to mix it up before we get too tired of the ones we've done twice already so i've only gotten a few suggestions so far we got 12 months to choose from sometimes you might think that i don't take a whole lot of uh, feedback on the workouts and what we do at the gym but i take a ton of what you say into consideration uh, one person already suggested the workout they said 400 meter sled push for, uh, for time I haven't gotten a whole lot of other suggestions, so if I'm running low on the IDs, I'm just going to pick what people kind of throw at me, and why not? It sounds like a fun time. Today's podcast is going to be about another podcast. I listened to a ton of them, and when I saw that Matt Frazier was on the Joe Rogan Experience, I was super excited to hear Matt be a good ambassador of CrossFit, but unfortunately... He messed up a couple of things and I wanted to um, clarify a few things because I feel like it's helpful to know more about the training and about how affiliates work. Last week, I was battling all week with a bunch of Matt fans on Instagram, so it got pretty heated. Uh, I've calmed down a little bit now and I'll try and just clarify a few of the stuff that I feel like he messed up on the Joe Rogan experience. One topic that Matt and Joe discussed early on, which is super important, is rhabdo. This is a very serious condition. Rhabdo is short for rhabdomyolysis. This can happen after exercise, but it's most uh, most commonly seen in car injuries if there has been major crush injuries to your legs or your body in general. What happens is when your muscle breaks down a little bit, when there's a breakdown of muscle tissue, there is an enzyme that is released and that is called creatine kinase. Sometimes you'll see this abbreviated as CK. When there is a huge amount of CK levels in your bloodstream, it goes to your kidneys, it needs to be filtered at your kidneys, and this could be a problem if there is too much damage. So this is something that's always around. Even if you do a regular workout at the gym, nothing crazy, your CK levels is going to be slightly elevated. There is no clear-cut standard for if your CK levels reach this number. That is for sure rhabdomyolysis. This is just something that gets elevated from time to time. 
This is one of the reasons they tell you not to do a strenuous workout the day of or 24 hours before if you're getting your blood drawn for some uh, test, whether that's a, re a regular checkup or something like that. For someone to develop rhabdomyolysis, it's not just the workout and the reps that's gonna dictate it. There needs to be something else that goes wrong. The most common thing I've seen in case studies is that when someone mixes a very challenging workout, with someone that's deconditioned and throw a bunch of alcohol in the mix. That is a terrible idea. Like I said, creatine kinase goes through the system. It goes to your kidneys to filter stuff out. If you try and throw alcohol on top of this, that is when it's gonna be a little bit of an overload to the system. But even stuff like being deficient in vitamin D can increase the chance of this. Common drugs, especially allergy medications and statins, have a huge effect on this too. So it's not just that this person did this workout and they're gonna get wrapped up from it. That doesn't happen. There's people that do all kinds of crazy workouts and don't develop this um, disease or sickness. So there needs to be something else that happens. Usually it is a drug interaction and it is very unlikely that you would um, get this from going to the gym and working out. Joe moves on and he asks Matt, why aren't the workouts regulated? Why doesn't just CrossFit say, these are approved CrossFit workouts, this is what every CrossFit gym has to do? The whole essence of CrossFit is that it needs to be constantly varied and the gym structure is set up to give us as much freedom as possible. That freedom is awesome, especially when there's different regulations for every single state and county across the whole US we deal with different stuff compared to people in Florida or people in Alaska. There's some gyms with 50 people. There's some gyms with 500 people. If we all had to do the same workout, we would have to have the same equipment. We would have to have the same amount of space. We would be hugely limited to what we can do. I like writing the workouts. I'm really good at writing the workouts. We have a unique space. We have unique clients. We have stuff that people like to do. We have stuff that people don't like to do. This gives us tons of freedom. And if all the workouts were regulated, it wouldn't be able to be an affiliate model. It would be a franchise model. And that would give us a lot less freedom to run our business the way we want it to be. Later on, the topic of drug testing and drugs pops up about uh, steroids in CrossFit. Matt seems to have a ton of ideas of what people do and what they don't do. He mentions all kinds of stuff like Kilambuterol and SARMs and they make it seem like it's no big deal whatsoever and they have it all figured out. But at the same time, when Joe asks Matt if he knows how much beta-alanine he, he takes in the morning as a supplement, he's got no idea of the dosage. They're out in a little bit deep water right here and they're a little bit too lackadaisical about the drug use that happens or don't happens in sport. They make it seem like SARMs is a great idea and SARMs is a terrible idea and this is why. I've got a few studies pulled up in front of me right now showing that people got acute liver injuries from Herbalife and Hydroxycut. Even just regular supplements that you can see in any store can have serious side effects. This is common in the supplement industry you buy a batch, what's on the label is not in the thing. That is why I have a very short list of supplements that I recommend to people. That is why I tell people to go to labdoor.com and make sure that they get quality product. And if a regular over-the-counter product can give you acute liver injury, 
what do you think you can get from SARMs? Something that's experimental, something that's illegal, something that gets sent to you from, I don't know, a different country, a kitchen somewhere. You could be ending up with anything and it's very likely that it's going to harm you more than it's going to help you. So they make it seem like SARMs is a great deal and a big benefit to athletes. I think this stuff is probably very harmful and that anyone should be very careful and stay away from anything like that. Matt and Joe also make fun of athletes that try and eat healthy at competitions and Matt makes a big deal about living off of Snickers bars and Coke during um, events. This works only one time and that is at the CrossFit Games. If you work out in a competitive setting several days in a row, multiple events in a day, the only way you can mess up is by not eating enough. This is the only time that you're going to get away with eating Snickers bars and Coke just because you are exercising so much. You're going through so much energy and sugar and that needs to be replenished. Any other time, if you think it's a good idea to finish a workout and kind of have that as an excuse to have a Snickers bar, to have a Coke, to pound some Gatorade, you most likely don't need it. It's very few instances when this is a good idea. This happens to be one of them at the games, but don't think that this gives you any room to justify a Snickers bar and a Coke unless you're doing what Matt's doing. Greg Glassman is the founder of CrossFit. Joe and Matt kind of make fun of the way he looks, of what his uh, physique is like, and say that he's not really putting up a good example for what CrossFit is. Uh, first of all, Greg Glassman is out of the picture right now. He created it, but he's no longer the CEO or running anything. That is Eric Rosa, who's doing a great job right now. But this argument, it's a little bit annoying. It's the most meathead argument ever, too, because if you're going to pick apart what Glassman has created, don't do it by commenting on his physique. He had polio as a kid. Luckily, young Jamie is there to kind of correct him, saying that this might be the reason why he doesn't look like a super fit athlete. He had polio as a kid, and he also had a very severe leg break that didn't heal right uh, growing up when he was a gymnast. So those are a couple reasons why maybe he doesn't look the part, but even if he was in way worse shape, even if he wants even if he was 300 pounds heavier, you don't pick apart CrossFit by complaining about the founder's physique. Before Greg Glassman came along, the definition of fitness was the absence of disease. Now that's a terrible definition, that's what he thought as well, so that's when he came up with some brilliant groundwork that CrossFit has its foundation on, and it's constantly varied functional movements executed at high intensity across broad time and modal domains. Constantly varied is about being versatile. You don't want to be a one-trick pony. You want to be able to lift a little bit. You want to be able to run a little bit. You want to be able to control your body weight. That is why we keep mixing it up as often and as much as possible. Functional movements are movements that are naturally found in nature. You do them in every day. You squat to sit. You deadlift to pick stuff up. These are the functional and foundational movements to CrossFit and executed at high intensity. Intensity can be very precisely measured. It's weight times distance divided by time. That is a super precise measurement of intensity. It's not heart rate. It's not, oh, this is how much I yelled during the exercise. And then on top of this, we got across broad time and modal domains. 
You need to be able to go for a short sprint. You need to be able to go for a long endurance event. You gotta be able to do this on the rower, on the bike, on your feet. This is the definition of fitness and this is absolutely brilliant. If Matt and Joe wants to make fun of CrossFit, don't do it about Greg Glassman's physique. You need to poke hole in his definition of fitness and that is very, very hard to do. Glassman doesn't have to be a supermodel to create a great exercise program. The person running an affiliate doesn't have to be the fittest person in there. They have to be great at what they do. If you take Bill Belichick and put him on the field, he's not going to throw a great pass. He's not going to be able to tackle anyone. But is he going to do an okay job at coaching? Yeah, he probably will. Later on, Matt and Joe moves on to talking about CrossFit gyms and CrossFit affiliates. Joe's got a couple of good questions and Matt has got none of the answers. To open up an affiliate, you need to pass the level one test and you need to pay a yearly fee of 3,000 bucks. For that fee, you get to use the name. Everything else is up to you. If you want the workouts to be nothing but jumping jacks and you want to put blue on the walls and you want to sell celery juice, you have all the freedom to do as you please. This is not a franchise. You don't get a set list of equipment of things that needs to be done. And this is a phenomenal way if you're CrossFit and the goal is to reach as many people as possible. Sure, they could have some corporate owned gyms. It would be a lot smaller, it would be a lot tighter and they wouldn't reach as many people. But they chose to go this route so that they could help as many people as possible. And it's been super effective because there's over 15,000 CrossFit affiliates and that has a huge impact on people's uh, health, wellness, and that is a great thing. They make fun of the level one saying, oh, it's just a weekend course and then you get to open a gym that's crazy. It's not crazy. The level one material is phenomenal. The instructors that CrossFit sends out to gyms are top-notch instructors. The test at the end, tons of people fail that test. You need to know your stuff to get through that. And it's something that will hold up against any other seminar I've done, any other certification, any other university level class I've taken at Lindenwood, getting a bachelor's degree in exercise science or a graduate degree in human performance. The level one material, instruction and test is phenomenal. If you compare that and just say, oh, it's just a weekend course and you get to open a gym, what do you need to open up a Gold's Gym? What do you need to open up a 24-hour fitness? You need a ton of cash, that's it. Other gyms, they don't have a crazy requirement on what the people coaching this stuff needs. CrossFit does just as good of a job as anyone else, if not better at putting a standard on what the coaches need to know. My last point to make and to clarify is when Joe and Matt talk about injuries and poor form and stuff like that. CrossFit is perfectly safe. CrossFit is safer than you playing a game of pickup basketball. It's safer than you going for a longer distance run. It's probably safer than you crossing the street. If you go into the gym, if you listen to the coach, if you practice common sense, CrossFit is super safe compared to any other exercise program out there. And if you uh, go into a CrossFit gym, you are gonna be 110 times better off compared to not working out. One thing that's super frustrating in this interview is when Matt talks about Kevin Ogras' injury, saying something that, oh, he got tired, his legs buckled, and that caused the injury. That is not true. 
Kevin missed a snatch. He's letting it go behind him. This is something that you do in Olympic weightlifting all the time. Kevin's done this a thousand times. It's no big deal. But there happens to be a stack of plates on the ground. It hits the plates and it ricochets into his back. It's super unfortunate. But the reason he got injured was because it was an unsafe lifting environment. That is why you always need to be super careful with where you're putting your stuff on the ground. Don't bring a ton of extra stuff onto the floor. Leave stuff out of the way so that you can safely set the weights down. This goes for a CrossFit gym. This goes for any other gym. The most common injury at any fitness facility in the US is a broken toe from you unloading the barbell and having a five pound plate sliding down and hitting you in the foot. If you remove that nonsense, going to a gym, going to any gym is perfectly safe. Always have a safe lifting environment around you, eliminate clutter, and make sure that you have the proper space and floor. If you haven't listened to their podcast, I'll save you a little bit of time. Skip it all together, go to a different one, listen to someone else interesting. Uh, go back to this podcast maybe and listen to an old episode. We got a few episodes in here. They're getting tons of plays uh, about nutrition and other good stuff that you need to know to help your training out. I did see later on that Matt Frazier said that he was a little bit star- starstruck in the moment. So I'll give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. Uh, I still believe that Rich Froning is the GOAT and he is a much better ambassador of the sport. Uh, and that is just my soapbox for today. The quote of the week is, your current results are an exact product of your current habits. Some of you out there know exactly what I'm talking about. Maybe you're not seeing the results that you'd like to see, but at the same time, you know that I kind of skipped a few workouts and sure, nutrition hasn't been that good and I haven't been going to bed on time and enjoying a few drinks. You know what you're doing. You know what you're up against. It is what it is. If you're happy with where you're at, keep doing what you're doing. If you're not happy with your current results, they're an exact product of your current habits. Take a look at your habits. There's some stuff in there that's not aligning with your goals. Maybe that's a little bit tough to hear, but um, it is what it is. It's out there. Hopefully you're focusing on what you're doing, what you can do, what you can improve instead of blaming someone else, another situation, something that's out of your control. I'm excited about the workouts we have coming up this week at the gym. I'll see you there.